the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Under the deal to reopen the federal government, President Trump has given lawmakers a deadline to agree on funding for his border wall. A bipartisan committee of lawmakers has until February 15th to consider border spending, which was not included in Friday's agreement to end the shutdown. They are willing to put partisanship aside, I think, and put the security of the American people first. However, President Trump says if they don't offer him a fair deal, either the government will be shut down again or he'll declare a national emergency to build a wall. Greg Clugston, the White House. In a first-of-its-kind analysis, the Associated Press has found that the NFL rules designed to help veteran players get more money and extend careers have failed. The rules were adopted in 2006 and expanded on in 2011. More details at srnnews.com. Hi, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and I'd like to personally invite you to prepare and respond. It takes place this Thursday, January 31st, at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. We will host three expert speakers who will talk about how to keep your building and staff members safe from a variety of threats. A complimentary breakfast will be served for all registrants. For more information or to register, visit am1280thepatriot.com. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxel. we got another hour of the Narn coming up next, but embark on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel, the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to the 11th of this year. Explore the Galilee region, Jerusalem, and Tel Aviv while receiving expert insight on the land and historic sites. Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher will lead the trip and provide a conservative perspective on the incredible land of Israel. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. High of 7 with a low of 2. 90% chance of snow looks like we won't be seeing an accumulation of about 7 inches tonight. Drive safe. Expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. And you can also check out our Facebook page. Just do a search for Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. And give us a like if you haven't done so already, and keep up with all of that, all of the things that are going on with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And as always, we appreciate your support. As in a little over a month, we'll be celebrating 15 years on the air as the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I've been here for about half of it, seven and a half years, but uh, my Narn colleagues, Mitch Berg and King Banyan, have both been here since day one. Uh, I like to reminisce with Mitch about that every once in a while. Uh, he was... Uh, when they debuted the first weekend in March back in 2004, there was about six, five or six guys in the studio at once. I mean, can you imagine that, Adam? Five or six guys in this in this studio right here. I can't. It's the smell alone. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and not only that, there was like four others out there. So Mitch was like a traffic cop during the during a break. He shoo a few guys out, and a few would come in as reinforcements, and he would kind of be a traffic cop directing. Revolving doors. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what it was. I wasn't here for it. I didn't know the guys back then, but uh, that's what I, that was my understanding of how it went. And then uh, uh, that it was like that for a, a couple of years, and then eventually they broke it up into three different shows 
from like 11 to 1, uh, 1 to 3, and then 3 to 5. And uh, then it then it went down to just two shows from 11 to 1 to 1 to 3. And then Mitch has been weathered the storm and since about 20, 2011, early 2011. Mitch has been on 1 to 3 on Saturdays. And I came along in mid-2011 where I was on Saturdays myself from about 3 to 4 p.m., and then a few months after that, moved to Sundays, and I've been here ever since. And the rest, <clears throat> as they say, is history. So it's a uh, fascinating history, to say the least, at least for a talk radio junkie like myself. So we uh, definitely appreciate uh, all you, the listeners, who continue to support us through all these years because I can't emphasize it enough. If it's not for you, the folks who stay engaged on our shows and on uh, with our topics, we wouldn't have a show. I mean, that's just that's just the bottom line. So we appreciate it. Uh, this past Thursday, I had the opportunity to attend Gun Owners Lobby Day down at the Minnesota State Capitol. This was an event organized by the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, specifically its chair, Brian Strasser, and Rob Dorr, political director. And it was a it was a fantastic day down at the Capitol, a bunch of folks coming together to lobby on behalf of our Second Amendment rights because when a Democrat governor and a strong majority in the Democrat House say that their first priorities are to put forth gun safety legislation, I use gun safety in quotes because it's not really gun safety, but they they tout it as that because then if you oppose it, what's the natural response? How could you be opposed to gun safety? You know, so uh, anyways, when they consider that gun control as their the most salient issues, the top priorities in the session, uh, you know that there's going to be a fight. And it is definitely one of the bigger uphill battles that the gunnies have had in, well, probably since since my, in the times I followed politics for the better part of a couple decades. Because you have a strong majority in the House, which they can get through anything they want, and you have a perilous one-seat Republican majority in the Senate. Now, the DFL, they have like, if my math is correct, I believe like a, uh, if, I think my math is correct. Yeah, 70, they have 75 members to about 59 for the Republicans, so 16-seat majority in the Minnesota House. And the Senate is a one-seat Republican majority. So basically, you have to hope that all Republicans are unified and that all Republicans are present when they take these key votes. And guess what? Inevitably, there's always a Republican defector or two. All right. Now, thankfully, my my uh, representatives, specifically House member John Heinrich and Senator Jim Abler, both told me they are adamantly opposed to these gun bills that the DFL is proposing. So thankfully, my representatives are are solid. And as of right now, you have some Democrats who are not comfortable with these the proposed legislation that's being put forth, particularly Senate Minority Leader Tom Bach. Now, that's huge. If you have the Senate Minority Leader that's not on board with these bills, inevitably there's going to be a couple of other outstate DFLers, and there's not that many left because Republicans have basically taken over the outstate over the past couple of election cycles. But if Tom Bach opposes these gun grabber bills, you can you can bet that there's going to be some other DFLers that are going to be hesitant to, to hop on board. So uh, it's it, right now there's reason for optimism, but it's also not a reason to stand pat. And that's what Gun Owners Lobby Day was all about, is to make sure that all legislators saw our faces there and that we're ready to come and show and share our objections to these bills and have a civil discussion. And then they had an opportunity to have a press conference. In fact, Brian Strasser, the chair of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, was on with Mitch yesterday. And be sure to listen to Mitch's podcast. He talked about the press conference and how Daniel Ward, who's also a member of the uh, African-American Gun Heritage Club, he got up and spoke and Senator Latz was right there. He's he, He's been a big gun uh, control advocate. He was right there. In the in the press conference, listening to the gun owners caucus talk, and Daniel Ward basically shredded every one of Ron Latz's assertions on why he's putting forth the legislation he is. So, as much as the gun owners are dismissed as a bunch of you know fat balding white guys who uh, are overcompensating with something, wink wink, uh, 
they found out wrong. They found out there were there were moms there. There were a lot there were a lot of women there, very concerned about their Second Amendment rights. Okay, so it's not just one demographic, and this is what the DFL is. They're going to find this out the hard way. So, uh, and I was and Rob Dorr again. We've had him on this broadcast a few times. He's the political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. I just want to read a Facebook post that he put forth Thursday evening after uh, the Gun Owners Lobby Day concluded. Uh, He said, it was an awesome day today. I'm down at the Capitol every day fighting for your Second Amendment rights, but today was special. I was joined by hundreds of supporters lobbying their legislators against the extreme bills proposed this session. It's incredibly humbling to have so many brave the icy roads coming from every corner of the state to join the fight. You guys will make this fight worth fighting. Thank you. And that was heartening for me to hear because I think of a guy like Rob who has a wife and two children, and he's down at the Capitol every day, all day. All right, and uh, this doesn't exactly this isn't exactly a lucrative salary he's getting for doing this, but he does it because he believes in this cause that fervently. And if you get a guy like that that's willing to put that much on the line, not only does he have my utmost respect, but uh, I got to be honest, the utmost respect doesn't always pay the bills sometimes. So go to GunOwners.mn and find out how you can financially support these folks. I. I, I set up my uh, payment to where they uh, get a monthly donation from me automatically. They can count on me to to be sure to fund whatever activities they have going on, whether it's putting together literature, uh, talking points. Obviously, they've got uh, uh, different uh, memorabilia you can buy, T-shirts, what have you. It's all at gunowners.mn. And this is this is what we have to do is to make ourselves seen and heard and do so in a respectful manner. Because at the end of the day, the Second Amendment, those who support the Second Amendment, we have, we have the truth on our side. Because a lot of these gun grabber bills are, are very misleading. And, you know, they talk about this, like the universal background checks. They say, well, how could you not want to have background checks on sales of firearms? You don't want firearms getting in the wrong hands, do you? And, of course, no reasonable person would oppose that. Except what they fail to tell you is that these universal background checks are not just for sales, but for transfers. So if you want to lend your gun to, say, your next-door neighbor whom you've lived next door to for 30 years and you would trust with your family, okay, you there has to be a background check on that transfer. And guess what? In order for you to reclaim your property from your neighbor after he's used it, there's a background check done there as well. Okay, that's that's unnecessary. It's redundant. And all it is is an opportunity to just gather all this information on you. See, these aren't the things that are that are transparent in these bills. These red flag laws, another another controversial bill that's put forth. Someone can accuse you of being a danger to others or to yourself, and your firearm can be taken away. Okay? So much for due process. So much for innocent until proven guilty. Okay? And it's only after you're proven innocent and not a danger to yourself or to others, that you can get your firearm back. Well, that's not how due process works. And yet, it's the Gun Owners Caucus that is making this known and getting this information out there and equipping us with that information. Because guess what? Before I got engaged in this issue, I I wouldn't have known any of this stuff. And so I'm being enlightened as a result. And House Speaker Melissa Hortman Uh, She did have a response to the gun owners being down there at the Capitol Thursday. I'll read it uh, very quick. Uh, The Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus is holding their annual lobby day at the Capitol today, standing with Republicans in opposition to reasonable gun violence prevention measures supported by a strong majority of Minnesotans. Well, yeah, a strong majority support it because they're not getting all the facts. They think universal background checks are just done on sales, not on actual transfers, and how overly redundant and unnecessary, that is, and how due process is being undermined. Do they know that, Speaker Hortman? Kind of doubt it. Uh, House DFLers introduced two measures to prevent gun violence, criminal background checks and extreme risk protection orders in their Minnesota values agenda earlier this month. Minnesotans have been loud and clear they want their legislators to address the epidemic of senseless gun violence in our community, said Speaker Hortman. House DFLers are committed to common-sense solutions like criminal background checks on all gun sales and extreme risk protection orders to keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people. Finally, we need to do what is right. Regardless of those who say we're doing nothing, we can do to solve this problem or that more guns are somehow the answer, said Majority Leader Ryan Winkler. 
Minnesotans deserve to be safe in their homes, their schools, their workplaces, and public spaces. There are reasonable, common-sense gun safety measures that we can work on to make our families, communities, and Minnesotans safer. Minnesotans are demanding that we do more to keep guns out of the hands of people who have shown themselves to be dangerous, said Representative Dave Pinto. Both of these proposals are currently in use in other states, have bipartisan support in the Minnesota House and Senate. Um, There's another radio station that kind of had a sounder that said, "Uh, we don't know that. Uh, Bipartisan support? Eh, Don't know about that. They have bipartisan opposition, to be sure. And have overwhelming support from the public and even gun owners. I'm going to give it another, uh, we don't know that. That will keep our communities safer. Responsible gun owners understand the need for that. Well, what responsible gun owners understand the need for is, oh, I don't know, enforcing the laws that are already on the books. Because a lot of these gun, quote-unquote, gun safety measures are in response to these mass shootings that have taken place, and none of these address the real issue. Like in Sutherland Springs, that church shooting, where that gentleman passed a background check, but he shouldn't have because he had a domestic violence charge against him while in the military and served jail time and therefore should not have been able to get a firearm. But he got one because he passed a background check. How? Because they didn't log the offense within the proper database. So how are new laws going to thwart this ineffective bureaucracy? Or how about this shooter down at the Marjorie Stone and Douglas High School, Parkland, Florida, almost a year ago now? All right, there were several warnings thrown up about the things he was saying and doing, and nothing was ever done. He wasn't even paid any visits. And there was countless numbers of reports, and they weren't even investigated. Now, again, I don't advocate taking somebody's gun away until they have an opportunity to speak in their own defense. Okay, that's what's due process. But there wasn't even any investigation into it. So, again, you're talking about these common-sense measures. The only one that's going to impact are law-abiding citizens because law-abiding citizens are the only ones that are going to, are, are going to subscribe to these or, or, or follow these laws. And when, the, and when a recent study shows that the vast majority of crimes are committed with guns purchased on the black market, okay, no criminal is going to bother to take a background check, okay? Or if they're thought to be a danger, they're not going to be stupid enough to keep a gun on their person. So guess what? They go get one from the black market. So uh, you can talk about how common sense and a majority of, you can demagogue how a majority of Minnesotans support these, but until they're given all of the facts of what the action, what they actually entail, which is gun transfers, not sales, and undermining due process, uh, I have a feeling that the poll numbers would be a little bit different. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Columbia Heights, we specialize in personalized learning. This is Principal Jane Bona. Every child is unique and learns in different ways. That's why each of our students is given a personalized education plan that finds their just right level of learning. We offer an educational environment that is rigorous, safe, and nurturing. Learn more about Immaculate Conception at our preschool through grade 8 open house on Wednesday evening, January 30th from 530 to 7. Tour the award-winning school, visit with teachers, and learn about tuition assistance that is available. If you are unable to attend, please call to arrange a personal tour. Immaculate Conception Catholic School has been educating students in Columbia Heights in the northern suburbs since 1939 and is located just minutes from downtown Minneapolis. For more information, visit iccsonline.org. That's iccsonline.org. Does your church, school, or small business know what to do in the event of an emergency? Do you know how to handle threats to your building and property? Are you set up to stop cybersecurity threats and data breaches? Do you have an emergency action plan in place? If you answer no to any of these questions, join us Thursday, January 31st at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins for Prepare and Respond. This free event is geared towards pastors, church security team members, school administrators, and small businesses. Prepare and Respond hosts industry experts who will teach you how to put a scalable action plan in place 
to keep your congregation, faculty, students, colleagues, and businesses safe. Join us on Thursday, January 31st from 8 a.m. to noon at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins. A complimentary breakfast will be served to the first 100 people to register. To learn more about this free event and register, go to am1280thepatriot.com. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxel. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Darn Show. Hashtag N A R N Show. Any comments or questions? As always, thanks for tuning in. Hey, are you a fan of the Freedom Fan Club yet? Well, if not, why not? Because right now you can register to win our January Book of the Month, and there's only a few days remaining in January. But the Book of the Month is called Erasing America. Journalist James C. Robbins visits towns where the struggle over America's history is taking place. He investigates the effects of the pressure to erase America's ancestors and history. So if you join the Freedom Fan Club today, uh, but it has all the uh, perks of a rewards card and none of the hassle. So the AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club, it's pretty simple. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. And once again, you get an opportunity to win our January Book of the Month, and we hope you will check that out. Uh, I talked a little bit about Representative Ilhan Omar uh, last Sunday. She, of course, had a pretty bad week a couple of weeks ago where she was called out on a tweet where she insinuated that the president was blackmailing Senator Lindsey Graham in order to get Lindsey Graham to walk in lockstep with the president's policies. Because, of course, Lindsey Graham, during the uh, 2015 and 2016 campaign for president, ahead of the 2016 election, obviously, was very critical of President Trump. And all of a sudden, people are thinking, well, Lindsey Graham is all of a sudden in lockstep with Donald Trump. What's going on? Well, Donald Trump must have some damaging information on Lindsey Graham. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And the idea, and the assertion was is that Lindsey Graham is a closet homosexual, and Trump knows this, and Trump will reveal it unless Lindsey Graham goes along with him on his policies. It was a baseless accusation, and Ilhan Omar insinuated that there was truth to it. And when she was asked about it, she kind of hemmed and hawed. And uh, well, 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 it's my opinion, just based on what a lot of people are saying. Really, who is a lot of people? Well, you know, she wasn't asked that follow-up question. And then, of course, she was called on the carpet about her tweet that she put out back in 2012 regarding uh, uh, Israel is hypnotizing uh, the world and may Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. And she really couldn't come up with a coherent explanation for that tweet either. And again, it's not going to damage her politically. I mean, she's in a very safe district. I dare say one of the safest Democrat districts in the entire United States. Okay, it's like a D plus 2530 district. Okay, she's not going anywhere. She's not going to be politically damaged by this. But it just shows how when you're a far left Democrat in a district like Minnesota's Congressional District 5, uh, you're never made to answer any questions. And when you are... You can tell that you never get a lot of tough questions because you're woefully unprepared for them. Well, uh, Representative Omar had another pretty bad week last week. Uh, this is from a New York Post story. A Muslim congresswoman deleted a tweet that criticized the Catholic high school students involved in last week's controversial confrontation with a Native American elder outside the Lincoln Memorial. 
U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar, a Democrat out of Minnesota, on Tuesday responded to a tweet from President Trump in which he defended 11th grader Nick Sandman and other students from Kentucky's Covington Catholic High School. Omar wrote, the boys were protesting a woman's right to choose and yelled, it's not rape if you enjoyed it. Um, no, they didn't. They were taunting five black men before they were before they surrounded Phillips and led racist chants. Um, no, they didn't. Sandman's family hired a right-wing PR firm to write his non-apology. I, I don't know the political affiliation of the PR firm, but he did hire a PR firm because he's a 16-year-old kid. Okay, he's going to get raked over the coals over this, over the false reporting, provably false reporting that took place on the incident. He's got to know how to respond. Well, of course, uh, Omar deleted the tweet, and a lawyer whose officer who offered to represent the Covington students for free said it had defamed them. This is liable. Retract it or get sued, Las Vegas attorney Robert Barnes tweeted. Uh, Omar's rape-related claim apparently was based on a video clip posted on Twitter by lawyer and Playboy magazine writer Amy Vanderpool, who admitted she didn't know if this boy attends Covington. Oh, okay, so the old uh, theory, throw stuff against the wall, see what sticks? Uh, A member of the House of Israel fringe religious group known as Black Israelites has also told the Post that he sparked the Friday's incident in Washington, D.C. by hurling insults at the students, many of whom were wearing Trump's trademark Make America Great Again hats. Well, so there was that. And then there was another tweet that she sent out that apparently she has a seat on the Foreign Relations Committee in Congress and then puts out a tweet weighing in on the events in Venezuela. In case you haven't heard, uh, in Venezuela, there has been a new president installed by the name of Juan Guaido. Now, apparently, he was part of the opposition party to the previous president, and a lot of people looked at that as a coup that Juan Guaido was was taking over as president. Well, no, he was democratically elected as the leader of the opposition party to the other Venezuelan president. And the other Venezuelan president illegally dissolved that particular faction. And Guaido since has taken over. But if you read Ilhan Omar's tweet, you wouldn't know that. Uh, a U.S.-backed coup, okay, that's the first part of the first sentence, and already that's, that's wrong. It's not a coup. Anyways, a U.S.-backed coup in Venezuela is not a solution to the dire issues they face. Trump's efforts to install a far-right opposition will only incite violence and further destabilize the region. We must support Mexico, Uruguay, and the Vatican's efforts to facilitate a peaceful dialogue. Well, number one, Trump supports the new president, but has nothing to do with the installation. Nothing. And far right? No. This is someone who's a center. Luan Guaido cannot be characterized as far right. He's at the very best moderately left, maybe even a little left of center. But I can understand how you can construe this as his being far right, given what was in there beforehand, okay? The regime that was in there beforehand. And um, let me find the tweet here real quick. It is from, uh, let me see if I can find it. There were a lot of responses, obviously, to this uh, particular tweet, correcting the record. Uh, Yeah, Yair Rosenberg says uh, Juan Guaido, the Venezuelan opposition leader, is not far right. He founded and heads the Democratic Socialist Popular Will Party, which is part of the Socialist International. Someone on the Foreign Affairs Committee shouldn't be spreading misinformation about foreign affairs. So, uh, again, this comes from Ilhan Omar. One tweet she ended up deleting, you know, slandering the uh, Covington uh, Catholic boys, and this one where she just got basic facts wrong. I mean, yes, uh, those uh, right of center in in America are supporting Juan Guaido as the new president, but as far as having anything to do with the installation, that's just factually wrong. You know, and again, people criticize Trump for often saying, just throwing out statements that are just factually dubious and are incorrect, but yet somehow that's a virtue on their side. See, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and now Ilhan Omar joining the fray. 
where they're consistently proven wrong, and instead of addressing the unfactual nature of their statements, they attack those who question their facts, like President Trump has done. So uh, what's scary for these supporters of the Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar supporters is their folks are now becoming what they're criticizing Trump of doing. So I don't know how they're going to deal with that. So another installment of a bad week for Ilhan Omar. We'll see many of these in the future, I'm sure. But again, she won't be damaged politically by it. She'll just keep getting rubber stamped through in CD5 as, as long as she wants to. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. It is me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts star 11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always. We appreciate you tuning in. And we are honored at this uh, time to be joined in studio. Here I thought it was going to be by phone. Got a bonus segment with uh, Jeremy Swenson in studio. 
Jeremy is with the organization Abstract Forward. He will be one of the fine speakers that are speaking at our event this Thursday, January 31st, called Prepare and Respond. It's from 8 a.m. until noon. It's going to be taking place at the Eisenhower Community Center out in Hopkins. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and get more information about this today. If you are in a position of authority at your church, school, uh, small business, what have you, uh, this is a this is an event for you to uh, put uh, security provisions in place and to how best to respond when disaster strikes. Uh, Jeremy Swenson, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. Good to have you on the broadcast. Thanks so much for being here. Well, I, I'm I'm obligated to be here, so uh, I think. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding with you, Jeremy. We appreciate you coming in the studio. Uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about this event. Uh, tell me a little bit about what your organization, Abstract Forward Consulting, what they do, and uh, we don't want to. We don't want you to give the whole talk, Jeremy. We want people to sign up and obviously attend the event. But give us a little insight about what you're going to do and help these folks prepare if disaster strikes, Jeremy Swenson. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me. Of course. And um, Abstract Forward Consulting, we are an IT and security consulting firm that really came out of uh, 12 years of experience consulting in IT. And seeing a lot of problems because organizations fail to think abstractly. Mm. And so we're really focused on, um, you know, understanding the threat actor, um, using modern techniques to uh, to mitigate vulnerabilities. And um, one of the things that churches and schools and small and mid-sized businesses really struggle with is education. You know, they oftentimes don't have the money sure. to educate their staff and get them the most up-to-date tools, the best antivirus tools and the best detection tools. Um, and a lot of them don't know that there's a lot of free resources out there. So um, a lot of the points that I'm going to be talking about at the, uh, the, the event are going to be around, you know, some of the free resources you can, you can get. Um, some of them coming from the Department of Homeland Security, um, others of them coming from private um, software makers. And these are great, great takeaways for anybody to uh, attend this event. So please sign up if you, if you haven't signed up already. So for small uh, regarding small businesses, uh, is this a situation where you know you talked about folks aren't necessarily prepared or maybe not as educated or don't have the most up to date uh, antivirus software uh, on site? Is this a situation where maybe they're not understaffed, or could this be something that just people working other jobs can just have basic knowledge of and execute? Jeremy Swenson. Well, I think the the big companies, the large enterprises, have a lot of money and they have a lot of uh, people. And um, they're able to better defend. And the churches and the schools, uh, they're able to rely on volunteers, community volunteers sure. within the uh, within the um, congregation. Of course. And the volunteers can do things like um, have a awareness and training monthly meeting, um, create a newsletter about uh, the latest phishing uh, campaigns and the latest ransomware exploits. The thing about the small and the mid-sized organizations is that because they're not very defended – if I'm a threat actor, um, take the case of ransomware. Sure. It's really easy for me to go attack a smaller, mid-sized organization. Again, that's where the churches and the schools fall. It's really easy to attack them because they don't have the defenses of a large organization. And so it, it's a hard place to be. And the other problem is schools and churches have an open mission. So mm. they're really open to the community. They want right. their tools, uh, and including a lot of their technology, to be open uh, to make people feel welcome. And that, that's a hard place to be in. But I think the first thing these organizations need to do is just measure. They need to measure, you know, what's vulnerable, what's not vulnerable. And one one thing I'm going to go over at the event is this concept of data classification. You know, we've all heard about data classification from movies, right? Um, sure. You know, there's typically three types of data classifications. One is going to be public and um the second is going to be uh, private, and then the third is going to be confidential or secret, if mm -hmm. you will. And so that's one thing organizations that are in scope uh, for this type of um, event series need to do is just classify their data into three categories. And once they've done that, then they can you know sort of measure what are the risks. And if we think about the uh, activities that have happened against churches, you know, whether it be violent activity, whether it be data breaches, whether it be ransomware. Um, there was always clues that could have been detected beforehand. And what, what I'm seeing is that social media is where a lot of those clues are um, found. So sure. take, take the example of Facebook groups. You know, when I go to, I'm involved in some churches. Uh, um, I like uh, the church community here in the Twin Cities, but I think all of them have good Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. And they're using these groups to organize and, um, and to market their services and to spread the word. 
and that's a great thing to do. Sure. But you got to ask yourself with Facebook groups, one thing to keep in mind is you should have controls over who can approve people in the groups and who can't. Right, right. And then monitor the content that's posted within the groups. And a lot of times what you're seeing is, you know, frivolous links posted in social media, you know, saying that you're going to get a free Target gift card. Mm -hmm. And really it's not a free Target gift card. What it is is you click on it and it's some sort of malware. um, And it's encouraging you to spread the malware to other people within that social media group. And so that's something where education can really help out. But also this – organizing who gets access to groups, you know, Mm -hmm. having a process to say, you know, we're going to review someone who's requested to be an administrator of a Facebook group or some other social media group, like a meetup group. And we're going to make sure that they are really somebody we know in the church community. Are they really a church group leader? Have we seen them at the congregation or are are they someone we've seen at the school? If they are, then we can improve them because what happens is you get all these random requests from people you don't know. Right. And, you want to be open, you want to be inclusive, but at the same time, there needs to be some reasonable vetting. So that's just one of the things that I think um, organizations can do to to better defend. Now, I don't want to engage in any kind of a scare tactics or anything for folks who may be responsible for the security at their church, school, or or small business. But nevertheless, people should be aware of the risks that are out there. So you personally, uh, Jeremy Swenson, in this particular industry that you're in, uh, can you maybe give an example, and I'm not asking you to give a name of an organization, but an example of perhaps some of the most egregious uh, fallout from a cyber attack and what it does to hamper a church or a small business? Well, Again, we don't want to use scare tactics, but I, we want not, people to be aware. I don't want to give aware. any names. <laughs> of course and, not, of course and, not. <laughs> you know, we've all heard of the big names in, in the media. Obviously, yep. the large organizations and government entities get all the press. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if, if you're a school or a church, in, you get ransomware. And I think that's probably the most common thing is ransomware. Sure. And we've seen hospitals get it. We've seen schools get it. Um, and I'll just give the example of a hospital. Okay. I won't name the name, but sure. this was a mid-sized hospital that you know had reasonably good protections, and they have passed the IT audit standards. And I'm sure a lot of these church groups and school groups that are going to be at this event, they probably are passing IT audit standards. Unfortunately, passing IT audit standards, that in and of itself isn't good enough. Mm, okay. But So the ransomware request comes in. It's usually through some sort of well-crafted phishing email, and you know organizations that uh, are mid-sized – you know, may have two, three hundred people, and this was a hospital had two, three hundred people, and you know the email went out to multiple people. Somebody who just didn't have the training or wherewithal clicked on the link. It looked good. It was a malicious link, mm-hmm. and therefore it executed the uh, ransomware. The ransomware ran and it locked up the system and the the databases and encrypted it, and pretty much spread throughout most of the network and said, "Look, you've got to pay us, you know, this amount of money." in um Bitcoin and typically it's around five, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. And if you're a mid sized organization or even, you know, smaller organization, although that's a lot of money, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a huge amount of money. What organizations are faced with then is should I pay it? Should I not pay it? What should I do? And should I disclose it right away or should I wait for some preliminary investigation? And that's a very hard situation to be in. And with some simple training and simple testing around phishing, your 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 employees can be educated to detect that early and stop that. And there's um, tools, email scanning tools, that can scan your emails and actually block this based off comparing it from blacklisted information, keywords, just using some AI to also detect and block and stop these um, malicious uh, ransomware emails, but they, they're so good. They're getting better and better all the time. And that's really hard. But anyway, this organization, um, what they ended up doing is they paid the ransomware. Uh, you know, this is one of those controversial cases where they paid it. Um, Isn't that extortion, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Swenson? I mean, I, I know you're not a legal expert and neither am I, but that sounds like extortion to me. Uh, it really know. is. It's, it's, it's not right. And, and this kind of goes to the abstract forward approach, which is understand the threat actor landscape. Sure. And I yeah. think people out there um, need to understand this concept of crimeware as a service. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is is in the lesser developed countries or the countries that don't have friendly relations with the United States, typically they are – organizations that literally make 
um, malware and crimeware as a service. And they're wow. organized, they're sophisticated, they do it for money, and mm-hmm. they sell it. And because there's no you know, legal uh, arrangements with the U.S., uh, it's hard for organizations in the U.S. or even the authorities in the U.S. to go after um, these organizations, a lot of them coming from uh, Eastern Europe. Okay. And it's an interesting yeah, yeah. situation. Another problem with, with cybersecurity is attribution. So if you get the ransomware and you are this hospital you know, and you're faced with a five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar $20,000 payment, how do you track who really is the threat actor? Mm-hmm. Because what the threat actors are doing is they're cloaking their identity in, in several um, steps. So, you know, and typically they're using a hacked network or a botnet. They're, prob- they're probably, they have several hacked networks that they're going through. It's kind of like, you know, a, a car thief. When a car steals, or when, when a car thief steals a car, they typically take the license plates from someone else's car, put it on, and, and then oftentimes they go rob a bank. And so people reporting the car they saw and the license plate they saw are reporting on somebody else's car and somebody else's license plate. So there's 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 two steps removed uh, to you know basically obscure their mm-hmm. real identity. And in right. cyberspace, it's way more complex mm, because there's botnets, which are you know cryptic um, networks of computers, and a lot of these computers uh, are hacked, and the people they're hacked from don't even know it. And so that's that's how these ransomwares are transmitting through. So there's several layers of uh, different identities. So for the authorities to track that all down can be very difficult. They can do it. It just can be very difficult. And if you're a mid-sized organization, um, you know, do you have the money and the time to navigate through all that? Now, to hire a cybersecurity consultant in response to ransomware, a lot of times is going to be more than paying the ransomware. <laughs> right, right. So you're, you're in a very tough situation. And if you're talking about a hospital, you know, a hospital is a different situation than, say, a church or a traditional business because a hospital has critical systems and data that can be directly tied to the health and well-being of patients. Oh, so, my gosh, yes. So that's why some of the experts say that if a hospital gets ransomware and it's close to you know the critical patient data and systems, that it may be worth paying it because failing to pay it could actually harm the life and the well-being of a potential patient. And that's that's a risk not worth taking. Very sad, sad situation. But um, in this case, when they did pay it, uh, the ransomware requester came back and said, you got to pay a little bit more. So to your point, uh, it is like extortion. Nightmarish. Yes. Once again, we are joined by Jeremy Swenson. Again, he will be one of the speakers at the Prepare and Respond 2019 event taking place this Thursday, January 31st, from 8 a.m. to noon at Eisenhower Community Center. Again, go to am1280thepatriot.com. And click on the banner up top as it scrolls through if you'd like to uh, register for this event. Uh, Jeremy, we only have about a couple of minutes to go. Any final words you want to convey to the to the folks before One we let One thing in regard to ransomware, the best thing you could do to prevent this is have regular backups. Okay. Because if you have regular backups, say you're backing up, you know, once every day, you know, or three times every week, you get ransomware, so what? Mm-hmm. Go to your last backup. As long as it's pretty recent, you're fine. You've okay. Just, you've just beat... The, the you know the ransomware attempt and that's a lot it's surprising how many organizations actually don't do regular backups I'm fi- I have a feeling after they listen to you on uh, Thursday Jeremy Swenson they they might do that they might do just that very thing and that's why you need to be there folks again go to am 1280thepatriot.com for more information on this event Jeremy we appreciate your time uh, I thought we were going to get you by phone we got you a bonus appearance right here in studio we appreciate it nonetheless glad to be here absolutely and uh, look forward to hearing uh, how the event goes uh, this Thursday sounds like it's going to be power packed full of information like just in this 15 minute segment appreciate the time Jeremy thank you AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. The colder weather tends to allow for more time to reflect on things. Sometimes we wonder if we're doing the right things, or at least wonder if we're doing the best things. As a business, it is easy to be distracted by the advice of others, the influence of the world's view on how things should be, and certainly by our carnal desires. We pray that as the Kingdom Builders continues, that we would never lose sight of what and who is really important. As we will certainly make mistakes in this endeavor, we trust that the Church, the Word, and the Holy Spirit will guide and direct us back on point. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. 
We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. 24-7, 365. You're up and at them every day, so you don't want something like Medicare Part D to slow you down. At Walgreens, we'll take care of your Medicare Part D prescriptions, saving you time and money. Make the switch to Walgreens today and get more by earning 100 balance reward points and save up to $5 on each Medicare Part D prescription when Walgreens is your preferred pharmacy. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Prescription savings applies to Tier 1 generics when you fill out a preferred versus a non-preferred pharmacy on select plans. Points can't be earned in New York, New Jersey, or Arkansas. Other restrictions and limitations apply. At Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Columbia Heights, we specialize in personalized learning. This is Principal Jane Bona. Every child is unique and learns in different ways. That's why each of our students is given a personalized education plan that finds their just right level of learning. We offer an educational environment that is rigorous, safe, and nurturing. Learn more about Immaculate Conception at our preschool through grade 8 open house on Wednesday evening, January 30th from 530 to 7. Tour the award-winning school, visit with teachers, and learn about tuition assistance that is available. If you are unable to attend, please call to arrange a personal tour. Immaculate Conception Catholic School has been educating students in Columbia Heights in the northern suburbs since 1939 and is located just minutes from downtown Minneapolis. For more information, visit ICCSonline.org. That's ICCSonline.org. Visit Chet Shoes this season for warm winter boots. Our Chet store in Columbia Heights features New Balance snow boots for men and women. Come in to try on the sole of a sneaker paired with the heart of a boot. Now's the time for insulated work boots. Check out our Red Wing stores and our Chet store for safety and non-safety toe options to keep you warm, dry, and supported this winter. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and our Red Wing stores in Circle Pines, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. guest, uh, Jeremy Swenson of Abstract Forward. Again, he's going to be one of the speakers at the Prepare and Respond 2019 event. Again, if you are in a position of authority at your church, school, or small business and want to be best prepared for when disaster strikes and best know how to respond, this is the event for you. In fact, uh, I was showing Jeremy out, and he, you know, I was so fascinated by this topic that he and I were engaging in a discussion. I said, oh, geez, I better get back on the air. And so... <laughs> So I the bumper music was rolling as I was running down to the studio. So if I'm a little out of breath, I apologize for that. But uh, only a, a few minutes to go uh, on the broadcast. And again, thanks again to to Jeremy. I, I you know, like I say, I was expecting to get him via phone. All of a sudden, I get an email saying he's here. He's at the studio. Who does he call? I'm like, wait, what? So uh, I always love it when guests can come to the studio. That certainly is a uh, better option if they can. Now, we understand if they're uh, you know they have to join us via phone, but studio is definitely. Uh, preferable. We've been hearing at SRN News, uh, the top of the hour, about the uh, government shutdown that had been taking place. I believe it was shut down for about 40 days. It was reopened, uh, I think, this past Friday officially for three weeks. And essentially, there was a bipartisan committee that's going to get together and try to ultimately work out a deal to avoid. Uh, another shutdown when this continuing resolution runs out in three weeks. And of course, President Trump 
drew a line in the sand saying, I absolutely positively have to have funding for a border wall. Otherwise, the government remains shut down. The Democrats, for whatever reason, uh, hedged on that, and hence the stalemate. And the thing that has always frustrated me about this whole thing is that why was this fight not taking place when Republicans had complete control of Congress? Because now, obviously, the House is in Democrat hands. Now, I understand on the Senate side, you need 60 votes to cut off debate to move on to a vote. So had you put forth something in the House that would have had border funding, it wouldn't have passed the Senate because obviously Democrats would have blocked it via filibuster. So I understand that much. But the fight would have definitely been a lot more tenable with Republicans in complete control of Congress than it is now when you have Democrats in control of the House because they aren't going to give Trump a victory. You know, forget what the Democrats were saying about a wall beforehand. You know, a lot of them were touting it. I mean, you've seen the famous quotes by Chuck Schumer touting uh, a border fence. They're not going to give Trump a victory. That's what this is all about. They can try to spin it any way they want, but the fact is they don't want to give Trump a win. They just don't. And Guy Benson, I think, said it best via Twitter. He said, bottom line, the Dems win the stare down, forcing temporary reopening with negotiations over the next three weeks. If Trump doesn't get significant barrier funding and uh, lots of Dems now again on record in favor, he'll either shut it down again, invoke controversial emergency powers, or fully concede. And none of those options sound very good. Let's be honest. The shutdown was very unpopular. Trump was willing to own it. But you know what? If you're willing to own it, you got to get something out of this. And with this temporary three-week continuing resolution, he got nothing out of it. Now, I don't know if he's delusional enough into thinking that this bipartisan committee is going to give him anything, but I don't see it happening. So if he had, um, invokes the emergency powers, which I don't think uh, is in play in here, and it will probably get overturned by the courts once the Democrats, I'm sure, take it to court, then he'll get nothing. And if he fully concedes, that's even worse. I don't think Trump's going to win a re-election in 2020. As it stands right now, a lot can happen. In the next year and a half, I get that. But right now, I don't think he wins the election in 2020. And if he fully concedes, um, yeah, he, he's done. That's that's just the bottom line. That's all there is to it. So uh, something to keep an eye upon, and we'll continue to talk about over the next couple of weeks as the uh, deadline draws nearer. That is for certain. Folks, I've enjoyed it as always. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. If you have hair loss, then I have great news for you. This is Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. I urge you to log on to INeedMoreHair.com. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss. I need more hair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to I need more hair.com. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced. Their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Briar Lake. The Horse and Hunt Club is one of the premier sporting facilities in the world. Memberships are available, but sporting plays are open to the public. And don't forget to stop by Triggers for lunch or dinner. Visit horseandhunt.com. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. 
Message and data rates may apply. Texting and roles for recurring text messages. Hey, Dan, when we started Z Quiet 10 years ago, did you ever believe we would help so many couples kick snoring out of bed? The response has been fantastic, like this story from Mark and Lynette. It had gotten to the point where my wife and I weren't able to sleep in the same bedroom consistently. I had to keep pushing or, or kicking, waking him up. And after he would wake up, you know, maybe there were 10 minutes or 15 minutes before he would start snoring again. And I would hope I would fall asleep during that time. But if I didn't, it just made for a long night. One time I remember my wife brought in a recording. I said, listen to this. And he was like, what is that? Is it some animal? No, it's you. You're snoring. And now with Z Quiet, that's no longer a problem at all. I finally can sleep through the night. Z Quiet works for both men and women. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com. Try it risk free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810. An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, happening December 2nd to the 11th, 2019. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 1280 The Patriot is WWTC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.